Welcome to the JRD Hogcast, your Razorback podcast for fans by fans. Here's your host, Dylan Lee. Join, as always, with his co-host, Jordan Russell, and their producer, Luke Griggs. What's going on, Jordan? Just another beautiful day, man. How's it going? It is. Doing all right, doing all right. Little bromance here. Any day I get to talk to you is a good day. Okay, let's just stop with that nonsense because <laughs> I know that's not true. We got what? preseason football. We got that. You do. Yeah, well, I, I do have NFL Network, so contract disputes, man. man. I don't know if it counts if it's been over a year, though, right? Right. They're yeah. coming up on a year, aren't they? Since it's, I remember when it happened, I didn't care because, like, eh, no football season. All right. But now I'm caring. All right. What's going on in the background there? Who's winning? Well, the one that's on air right now is Giants versus Jets. Ugh. Yeah, so I'm not really actually paying attention to it. So. Daniel Jones, you you got Daniel Jones, he did, for him. He, he did have one series. He went five for five, 67 yards and a touchdown, and he was spot on. Great How throws. How did the fading Eli Manning do? This matters to me. This this matters to you? I mean, yeah. they didn't really. NFC East. They really didn't. Do anything. I think it was yeah, a three and out. Honestly, hey, that's what what I like to hear. If he's a starter, that's what I like to hear. All right, What's up, man, big show today. Yeah, big show. Uh, I'm really excited about it. We have an interview with Zach Clark, the Zach Clark, the Zach Clark, head football coach at Springdale High School, former Arkansas Razorback quarterback and Central Arkansas Bear. I can't remember. Bear. They're the bears. Yeah. I, yeah, I always want to throw a color in there, but I don't think purple bear is purple. part of it. I think it's still just bears, right? Per- bears with purple uniform. Yeah, U- UCA. So, you well, know, that place. Yeah. UCA. Anyhow, uh, great interview with him. Uh, I was really excited to interview him. And Shout out to Dylan for sending that email. Sending that email. Um and I, I want to say I kind of handled it better than, because honestly, I was real close to fanboying a little bit. <laughs> I mean, because ultimately, all, you know, kidding aside on this, this podcast has started out, you know, we use the moniker for fans by fans. Mm-hmm. We don't have former training, formal training, which you will see. I mean, we're all on the cuff and trying to get better every episode every day. Right. So, sorry. If we don't tickle that media bug fancy, but this is who we are. The whole idea is sitting on the couch, kind of BSing. Which have has been told to us that yep. it sounds that way, which is basically a five-star review for us. So. Right. So the idea of getting to interview um, Zach Clark and some of these other guests that we have coming up, teaser right there. Teaser. Big ones, too. I yeah. like it. Um, it it's... Really exciting for me. I uh, appreciate Coach taking some time out of his day and uh, talking with On a us. Sunday, On nonetheless. A Sunday, yeah. That's that's pretty cool of him. Oh. But Actually, our next couple are taking time out of their Sundays for us, so yeah. we'll go ahead and give them a preview shout-out. Thank you for that. Yeah. Uh, so these last few episodes, you came in with kind of random articles, and uh, I want to do the same. What do you mean? Did you find a random article? I found a random article to kind of quiz you on. 
No, 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 no. That's that's not how this. <laughs> yeah, that's I, not the dynamic I, of this relationship. I don't get it. I don't get to switch it around. No, so, no. SEC SEC teams with the most penalties in the last five seasons. So you're just gonna do it anyway. Okay. Yeah, I'm just gonna do it anyway. Hey, this your show, bro. I'm just here. <laughs> SEC oh, teams. Just real quick. I mean, there's 14 of them. So can you, off the top of your head, think of who the most penalized team would be? The most penalized. Yeah. Tennessee. No can do. No on the Tennessee. No. Am I in the right division? You are in the right division. Okay. So. I'll give you one more. And then I'm got something else for you. Uh, Florida Gators. Oh, oh, you almost got the buzzer. You have buzzards? Uh, (laughs) I like it. Florida Gators averaged seven penalties per game. And that's against Arkansas. They they invoke seven penalties on the Razorbacks. So, on top of its head, we'll flip it, the least penalized team. The least. Yeah. So, I feel like if you jump on Twitter and you pretty much have this with no knowledge or no stats in front of you, I feel like I know what the popular opinion would be. It's So, does that mean that's not... Are you giving me a little bit of a guess there? Or yeah, hint? yeah. I, I definitely So, it's not Bama. <laughs> so, it is not it's, Bama. It's not Bama. Uh, man, this is interesting. Uh, uh Auburn. <laughs> it's not Auburn. It is not Auburn. I'm gonna go one more time. Okay. Mississippi State. Okay. All right. I gotta buzzer you twice, so at least I get yeah. that gratification. You're welcome. Arkansas <laughs> is the least Whatever. penalized team. Last Whatever. Five Granted, maybe that's because they play less games because they don't go to bowl games. They don't get, you're right. Or the because they don't. Skewed. Yeah. But it is 5.2 penalties per game. Wow. What so, was, what did you say Florida's was? Seven? Seven. So it is, a, it is a tight field. There's a tie at second with South Carolina and Tennessee for least. So. And I said Tennessee. And he said Tennessee was the most. <laughs> but when I look at it, again, least penalized, I was thinking Alabama all the way. They right, are, yeah. They are sitting at fifth. And that's a tie as well, but they're at 5.5. So, I mean, that kind of tells you how close Yeah, it's a really, is. yeah. Huh. But. I would, yeah, all day long, Alabama. Yeah. Is what I would have thought. But I look at it, and then I'm like, yeah, but when it comes to Arkansas games, I'm not worried about penalized. I'm worried about the ones that don't get thrown. Yeah, right. So, that's, that's what I was saying with Florida. We, if we win, uh, I don't know how to word that, but we get BS penalties when we play Florida. We've talked about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In so any in any sport there. Any sport. But yeah. Uh kind of moving along. Um we've got camp or do we wanna jump into the interview? I mean Uh well we've we've talked about the already the Zach Clark deal, so I think we can go ahead, like we said, that if we do say so ourselves, pretty good. And uh I think they'll enjoy it so we can drop that on them. So here is head football coach of Springdale High School. Zach Clark. All right, we have Zach Clark, former Arkansas Razorback, current head football coach for the Springdale Bulldogs. Uh, we appreciate you coming on, Coach. You bet, guys. Thanks for having me. All right. Uh, so, jump right into it. Uh, stepping into this season, the Bulldogs coming off a 7-4 season last year. What's your uh, motto or how you approach in this season? Well, we've got 
you know, it's a, I mean, really almost a brand new team. A lot of new faces. You know, we'll be younger. We graduate a lot of experience. Uh, you know, especially the offensive skill positions. So, uh, you know, I, I think the, the big thing will be the, the progress. I think we'll be a lot better, obviously, at the end of the year than, than we are at the beginning. But, but how quickly we can close the gap and and, and kind of get our new faces and, and young guys some experience will uh, will go a long way, and you know, as far as the win-loss record. All right, well, Coach, this is Jordan here. Nice to meet you. Yeah, nice to meet you. Uh, we got um, since the split in the two schools, you know, Springdale to Springdale Harbor. Uh, Springdale's kind of, put it bluntly, kind of been on the decline. But since you took over, it seems to be heading in the right uh, the right direction. What do you think? Uh, kind of, what do you attribute to that success? Well, I you know I think that uh, number one, our our feeders are are getting better. Uh, you know, Robert Johnson and Brian Dugan are doing a great job at George and Lakeside. Um, you know, so that, I mean, obviously always helps. You know, we were 500 combined for the for the first time ever in uh, since the split kind of on the east side. And, uh, you know, that's, I mean, that's huge. So starting, you know, having some success uh, younger, you know, as, as the kids are younger and just getting – assimilated to football uh you know our, our middle schools the participation numbers are are in, increasing you know every victory uh every win that we have uh you know is a is a victory we've got to have we've got to have success at the younger ages and, and we're doing that then that that's carried over into the high school um you know, there's just there's a lot of excitement, a lot more excitement right now for Springdale football, and the kids are starting to really expect to win and, and, and expect to do things. So you've mentioned uh, a few times already the, I would say, youth or, or inexperience uh, on the squad this year. What's that approach been like and maybe the camps going forward? Well, uh, you know, it's uh, – we have, you know, in the past uh, couple of years, we we've had a veteran squad returning, um, and, and so, you know, I guess the frustrating part is that I feel like we we're further along as far as in our in our install in in what we were able to accomplish right now. Now the refreshing part is that these guys are eager to go to work. They're eager to prove that um, hey, they can get it done you know, as well, a lot of them are, are just kind of that excited, you know, excited to be here. It, it's a really fun group uh, to coach that, that works really hard day in and day out. Kind of piggybacking off of that, who are the, some players we should be on the lookout for and who are you looking to have the biggest turnaround? Well, I think, you know, the one guy that we returned that has the most experience is, is Daryl Parchman, uh, a running back. And he's had um, – you know, he's had a good two years so far. We need him to have a, a really big year for us to be, you know, for us to be successful. Uh, our receiver, we've got a, a junior named Ladarius Wansley that is poised, I think, to be one of the best receivers in this conference. And he he keeps getting better every day. He's, he's completely bought in his, his – uh, just the way he attacks his workouts and, and uh, you know, his attitude. Is, uh, I mean, you see the light. 
the light bulb starting to turn on for him. So that's exciting. You know, and then defensively, I'm excited to see guys that, that nobody's heard of, like a Chase Jones that's been a program kid for two years that, that we moved into a linebacker and he had an absolutely uh, phenomenal spring. Uh, you know, we got a, a two-year starter in, in Gabe Bucal uh, returning in the in the secondary. And we need those guys to have, uh, have big years for us, and, and I think they will. All right. So we always kind of ask some of our high school coaches now that we're doing a kind of preview deal here. Uh, what's some off-season camps or seven-on-sevens tournaments that you've been able to attend, and how have they gone for you? We went to team camp at Pitt State, and uh, I think they do a really good job. Uh, just a phenomenal Division two program. Uh, oh, it's about an hour and a half, hour and 45 minutes north of us. And uh, it, so that was that was encouraging. Had a good camp, a very competitive camp there. Uh, we went to a seven-on-seven at uh, PA this year that we, that we usually go to. It's fun to see some different different competition and did really well. And then, uh, you know, had the Shiloh seven-on-seven, uh, the one here locally that was just, I mean, it's an outstanding competitive seven-on-seven tournament. And, uh, you know, that was probably the one camp that uh, or tournament that wish we would have done, done better, but you know, we didn't had a lot of a lot of close losses seemed like than than we than we normally do. But got to figure out a way to get over the hump. But uh, but uh, certainly those those first two were uh, very successful. And coach, have you been able to uh, build any kind of relationship with Chad Morris? He was one of his big deals when he got hired here was kind of having a open door policy with the high schools around Arkansas. Is that have you been able to take advantage of that? Sure. I mean, I you know I don't know so much as with Coach Morris uh, himself. Although I, you know he, the thing I appreciate is very accessible, and and his assistants, you know, with Coach Lunny, Coach Craddock, uh, there, Coach Allen, they're they're extremely helpful, extremely accessible uh, at any time, and and you know certainly willing to help. Uh, when he came in, you know, we had Isaiah Nichols that he was recruiting. Uh, and, and I thought, you know, you hear people say that, that, hey, we're going to build relationships and we're going to be by. And, you know, I kind of thought, and I don't blame him, but I kind of thought, hey, you know, he's recruiting one of our guys, so he'll certainly be around now. But that hasn't stopped, I mean, it, it, which is impressive. I mean, it, he's been, you know, those guys, have, that staff has been exactly who they say they were going to be. And, and uh, I commend them for that and certainly appreciate it. Kind of shifting gears to uh, your playing time at the U of A. Um, one game that has always kind of stuck out for me personally because, honestly, I mean, it was probably one of the first few games I remember watching was right. um, the uh, 2001 South Carolina game. Uh, I believe yeah. they were number nine in the country, and uh, you were leading that team to a W. And I was just going through this roster here, and the team, the guys that you played with, you know, obviously Matt Jones was on there, Fred Talley, Cedric Cobbs, uh, Tony Bua, Ken Hamlin. You had countless people, Jermaine Petty, Jason Peters. Oh, yeah. The list just goes on with legends, and you're definitely right there. Uh, even if it was short-lived, you, we know you ripped it up for the Bears at UCA as well. Um, what was your time at the U of A like? Oh, it was. Uh, I mean, I had a great time. Made certainly made some great friends. 
looking back, you know, that team kind of had some, you know, hit a patch early and then got hot late. Kind of game probably springboarded us. Uh, you know, it, it just had some phenomenal players. I mean, Carlos Hall had the huge field goal block there. I think it was like 10-7 was the final. Had a huge field goal block to, to seal it. Uh, and, and I remember Coach Coach Nutt, I mean, we're taking – we're going to go in and take a knee. You know, I mean, we've essentially won the game. And, and I swear to you, the ground is shaking. And it's so loud, I, you know, you can't hear – I mean, he's right in my face and I can't hear him. Uh, so that was just a – I mean, a phenomenal environment. And I think Coach Nutt, that game was in Little Rock. And he had a way he, – he made the Little Rock game so exciting for the players that I think you've got to – he did a great job of overselling. You know, I know that's a hot button issue, but we were excited about going down there and play. We knew it was going to be loud. At that at that time, it was as loud as any stadium that we played at. But you know, going back just that team, Richard Smith caught you know a game winning touchdown. Uh, George Wilson, just a, a great guy. Eddie Jackson, those guys were in the league for a long time. Sparky Hamilton, uh, Sean Andrews was on that team. I mean, Mark Bokerman. Uh, just a, you know, Shannon Money uh, offensively. It was a, I mean, it was really a uh, a great team that I, that I think was coming into its own. And then the next year, you know, obviously I transferred, but those guys, they end up, you know, winning the SEC West, going to the championship game, kind of, you know, had a, had a phenomenal year uh, that I looked back. I think I counted up at one point. I mean, there was, you know, almost 20 of those guys at least made it to a, to an NFL camp. And, and that's just, you know, that's unbelievable. And I think that's what Coach Morris is going to have to do. And it and it appears as though he's doing it. Just kind of recruiting the guys that were on that roster. Uh, you know, obviously we're, we're – I mean, they're SEC guys. They were NFL players, very talented. And also you look at some of the walk-ons he got that were just, I mean, high, high-character guys like Dan Doty, George Wilson, Jimmy Beasley. Those guys ended up at least making it to – NFL camp and and I think George had like a ten year career so you know he he just Coach Nutt and his staff had a knack for for recruiting and you know uh, it was just you know it was great times and, and kind of you know at, at Arkansas at the time and uh, fortunately for me I uh, still stay in contact with quite a few of those guys and and, and just remember uh, remember back to those Arkansas days very fondly and I believe. Jason Peters still playing, right? Yeah, he's still with the Eagles. I think he is. Yeah, I mean, he was, uh, and he came in as a defensive lineman. And I just remember, you know, he would run sprints, and he and he ran on like his whatever high school he ran on like his four by one relay team. I mean, he ran like a receiver. Just the way his his legs would turn over. I mean, it was it, it was phenomenal to watch him. Uh, and then that year they had moved him over to tight end. And, and when Sean Andrews, you know, played right tackle and Jason Peters was that tight end, I mean, they would absolutely wash down on the on the power. It was something to watch. Okay. Oh, any choice they had down there. You got to ask him the question, Dylan. What what was it like to throw a pass to Matt Jones? Oh, yeah, of course. So That's what you were looking forward I to. I do have a soft spot for Matt Jones, and he's going to put me oh, on yeah. the spot. Uh, I think it was a little before their time. But the dynamic duo that not a lot of folks got to see, which was Zach Clark and a few passes to Matt Jones, I just Correct. I go back and watch some tape on that, and that I was like, man, 
that that is that that could have been one heck of a connection. Yeah, you know, and I don't the the thing we kind of that game. I think Matt had at least one big third down catch conversion, maybe another. He also that was that was probably the game. Uh, he came in and, and ran the midline, you know, and started getting some more uh, reps at, in, in time at quarterback as well. But as far as a, a receiver, I mean, it was it had to be hard to prepare for because it was. I mean, we literally had two different offenses that year when uh, you know when Matt came in. Now I knew. I mean, it, but Matt and I, I mean, got got along great. There wasn't ever any, and I think part of that is because. It didn't feel like competition even, you know, when I transferred, it was, you know, I think I had played, and, and that was a big deal. If I hadn't – I mean, I had played. I wanted to finish out my career playing, and, and certainly in, a, in an offense that uh, probably fit my, my skill set a little better. That being said, you know, I don't – I mean, Matt was going to be the guy moving forward. But for, for that year, you know, it, it was – I mean, we were doing some things – I mean, you call it the radar option, you know, it's zone read, but it was really cutting edge at that point. And uh, David Lee brought the, you know, the, the midline in from Rice, and, and, and it was really effective for us. But but Matt, what I remember about him at uh, at receiver was just, I mean, his, his hands were at that time, I mean, just as soft, you couldn't even hear it when he caught the ball. And I mean, he was a quarterback all throughout fall camp, and then they kind of throw him out there at receiver because he's so long and, and, and fast and could catch that. I mean, it wasn't like he'd go through any of the receiver individual drills, but he'd go out there and just, I mean, he'd be the best pass catcher that we had, just a natural, uh, he had such natural instincts and, and, and was just a phenomenal pass catcher. It doesn't surprise me that uh, the success he had uh, at receiver. Well, that's that's just I could listen to that all day. <laughs> but uh, do you do you see any uh, college coaching in your future? You think about it any or? Oh, I don't know. You know, I'm I'm happy where I'm at. Obviously, uh, you know, it have to take a a special opportunity um, to do it. That's always been a goal of mine. But that uh, you know, I don't feel like I I need that to uh, to kind of feel complete. It's a you know, I've got a great job, and you know, I look at those college coaches that, uh, it, you know, hey, my job in the off season, you know, I get to go home, and th- and those guys, I think college, co- I've got some friends that, are, you know, Dow Loggins who played on that team is in the NFL and and won't go to college, has had numerous opportunities, maybe sometime he will, but he's got, you know, he, he works. I mean, obviously those guys work extremely hard, but in the off season, they actually get an off season, and these college coaches now. Which is really hard. I really admire what they do, especially when they're, you know, they're out recruiting and now recruiting's twenty four seven, three hundred and sixty five days a year. If you're not on the, you know, the twenty twenty one kids, the twenty twenty two kids already, you know, you're behind. And uh, it, so it's 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 really the job, uh, in my opinion, has gotten even more difficult. And I I have a lot of respect and admiration for uh, for these college coaches. Well, the uh, while, while we wrap here, the final question that we ask all our guests, because ultimately we are a podcast that covers the Razorbacks, uh, what is your most memorable Razorback moment? You know, I, I mean, you talk about the games. The uh, you know South Carolina game was was great. Uh, you know, remember the uh, 
the 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 bowl games we didn't we lost the Vegas Bowl and the uh, and then the Cotton Bowl uh, to Oklahoma that year had uh, you know it just just kind of the the way that team. I mean, I go on and on about the games, but that group of guys that you mentioned, you know, with with Dow Loggins, uh, Chuck Nelly with the, the deep snapper, Mark Pokerman, Dan Doty, Tony Bua, and all the other guys that I've mentioned already, just was it was fun, and I just remember, you know, Coach Nutt had a had a back. It was never miserable, and and football can get. I mean, it can get miserable, and uh, you know it's it's hot. You've got to put your pads on, and you know, all this is you know. We have, I mean, guys like Bo Lacey that was just, I mean, the comedian, just just how close knit that team was, and it was a lot of fun just being in a locker room with those guys, and the bonds that you you know that that we that we had, and and uh, you know I think back to those to those stories, and, and just you know the friendships that you make. That's probably the most memorable. That's great. Coach, we uh we appreciate you taking time out of your day to come on here and talk with us and give us some insights from the Springdale side and the Arkansas player side, but just uh really appreciate it. You bet guys, long enjoyed it. Thanks for having me. No problem. Thanks, Coach. All right. He starts talking about the ground shaking. Oh yeah. my gosh. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh. And he, he knew he knew exactly too. He's saying it's a hot button issue. So, mm, yeah, um, he handled that really well because I think he's. No, I'm not going to put any words in his mouth, but he handled that. He handled that well. Yeah, I mean, that was that. that that's a really good spot, and uh, we kind of. I feel like we got kind of tease that on Twitter a little bit, so I think we'll clip that out and give the folks a little taste before the the ground shaking. Oh yeah. I love that. Yeah. I love that bit. So we'll cut that out and put that on our Twitter. And think about that. Can you imagine? We're both huge, huge, huge sports fans. Even more so when it comes to football. I think yeah, that's pretty obvious at this point. Can you imagine your head coach telling you to take a knee, and you're just kind of sitting there looking like, "What? You're, you're right in front of my face. I, I can't, can't tell see, you. or I can't hear. Probably can't see. His eyes might have been shaking. Who knows? Right. <laughs> I mean, that's uh." Yeah, that was a good interview, though. Uh, again, appreciate him coming on. Um, hopefully, you know, kind of like we said with Coach Burns, get get with him midway through their season, see how things are going for him. And yeah, I believe their uh, season, I believe uh, Springdale's kicks off uh, August twenty second. Don't hold me to that one, but uh, hopefully we get out there. Uh, all these folks that we're interviewing, if, especially with their head coach, I want to go out there and see one mm-hmm. of the games. So right. we'll try to coordinate all that good stuff. We'll see what we can figure out for that. We're both busy individuals as well. Yes, sir. You were talking about with uh, what we're doing here and everything. I mean, we're starting to – we're pushing probably 65, 70 hours or so a week with our real jobs and this. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're putting in work. I think uh, give a shout-out to our producer as much as we can. He's done a lot for us, getting that equipment going. So, it's going to keep getting better, man. That's all we can do. That's all we can hope for. Hopefully, uh, you know, you can stick around, be a part of the show. Obviously, you can add us at Twitter, at JRD Hogcast. Use the hashtag JRD Hogcast. DM us, all that good stuff. Uh, we want to we open up, up Jimmy. the mailbag. Hit up old Jimmy. Ask him what it's like to be a fan of the show. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's, there he's is richer. parts to this. There he's, is he's, parts uh, to this. Was he $150 richer? Well, yeah, we just gonna throw numbers out there, but that is 
accurate. Well, that's not standard. That's just what happened there. Okay. We're but, not paying uh, all our fans, all right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to deal with all those emails. He just got in at the right time. But, like you said, perks, merchandise. So. And we'll be out and about. We got uh, kickoff luncheons. We got fan days. If you see us, you, I mean, you'll you'll be able to tell if it's JRD. I think we'll, I think we'll be yeah. noticeable. Besides the little guy, all right? I'll have to. Well, you won't be noticeable. Yeah. We're going to put you in a tie-dye. I, I, I like the chameleon kind of aspect of things, but I'll have to get past <laughs> you that. You are a sneaky little b****. <laughs> I know this from work. <laughs> I appreciate it. I take pride in that. But uh, So, hey, we got like live, not live, current football, Razorback football things going on. Like pads popping, mm-hmm. routes being ran. Uh, press tours. Continuing for stud freshman. I mean, yep. uh, the talk of Trey Knox didn't stop. Hasn't, won't, hopefully. Yeah, started and started with uh, one play in the spring. Kind of pushes it all, all the way through. And, uh, uh, I mean, I think now it's Traylon Burks. But one thing I've got to say is uh, I'm seeing all these videos, right? These old clips. Athletic department's doing a great job, excellent job putting it out, getting people hyped up, and then we're hearing all this talk of these phenomenal catches. Which they are. Yeah, they they are amazing catches. But me personally, I look at them. Mm -hmm. Here it is. You're waiting on it. I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'm seeing bad throws. (laughs) I mean, and then... you give yourself the ding? Yeah, right? (laughs) So, just, that's just what I see on those kind of things, and then... I don't know why, uh, but I jump in the comments and I read them, and I see things like down that rabbit hole. <laughs> I see things like, "Oh yeah, all these guys on here that are talking about bad throws." So obviously, I wasn't the only one. Mm-hmm. And then this particular individual was like, "All these people talking about bad throws, but they get uh they don't understand what a back shoulder fade is." And it's like, "Well, that guy was running a post corner, so." <laughs> Definitely shouldn't be back shoulder. Uh, so, I don't even think it was a post corner. I'm not gonna lie. I, I think don't think it was. Threw him into a post corner. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that uh, we're talking about the trailing Burks. I assume the real had to stretch it way back, right? Yeah. And again, it was a good catch. Like, if it's good to have a receiver that can bail a quarterback out like that, but damn, that was two yard, uh, three yards behind him. You know who's uh leading? The defense and interceptions in camp right now. Scooter. Yeah. What's that it's tell not you? Good either. What's that? What's that tell you? They ain't much going past midfield there. Right. Because uh, they can't throw deep. It's one of those deals. Obviously, we're not there yet. Hopefully. Uh. Yeah. But when I'm hearing defense causing a lot of turnovers, it kind of gets some hairs standing back. I understand. Not every practice is going to be a perfect practice, but mm-hmm. you want that on both sides. Um, because good offense is only going to make the defense better or what they right. see. And if I'm hearing that a linebacker is leading in interceptions, then the most recent one, I believe, was a tip ball from Starkle. So we'll see. We'll see on that kind of thing. Um, I mean, you would m- like It makes to me just... worry because it's going to be inside timing route kind of stuff, which hopefully gets cleaned up. I mean – that's ultimately what you're doing with fall camp. So you would like to think if you if you can put temporary blinders on, that just means scooters all over the field. But right. 
he's not really that kind of linebacker. That's not his style. I mean, of course, he gets in some zones here and there, but oh, if he if he added that to his game, that's a first <laughs> round out. pick right there. Look out, second best linebacker in the SEC. Yeah, mm-hmm. or, yeah, yeah. you couldn't even to. say that. Mm. Come on, man. It was tough. But uh, also, we got some uh, information. Um, C.J. O'Grady is kicking it with the third team. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't necessarily think that's insider by any stretch of the no. imagination there. Did it's, I make it seem that way? I'm sorry. Yeah, you kind of seem like we had some hookups or something when we don't. We ain't about that life. Yeah. Uh, Sorry. So we saw on Twitter. We that... saw we saw on the Twitters, and we watched the press conference that said it. And it's one of those deals where uh, Chad Morris wants him to step up. It seems like. I mean, so last year is it an effort deal? Well, last year he wasn't even showing up. Right. And you know we we got love for O'Grady. He he came out and really stepped it up at the last what four games of the season something like that, but he also didn't show up to camp for two or three days or something. There was something weird going on with it. And, um, I mean, if you can't get out of bed, that's an everything, right? So we're, you and I are assuming, based off of last year's events, it could potentially be an effort deal, but it could just be him testing his grit too, more testing his grit, so... He seems to be handling it well. I mean, there hasn't been any controversy that's leaked out to the media, so it's just it's interesting. It seems Especially like, when you got Henry there, probably just like, okay, get on back there. Uh, and a lot of people don't. Uh, they're overlooking that Grayson Gunner as well. But, you know, they're, it drops off a little bit after O'Grady, really. And uh, I don't know how much Henry is going to provide in his – true freshman year i i'd i'd want him to a lot play his for you think yeah i think he's gonna come out guns blazing i feel like he's gonna redshirt no yeah i feel like he's gonna redshirt wow we ain't got the depth really yeah i mean you talking currently right now unless we're hoping people get hurt you're talking about harold i mean we got uh o'grady as long as he plays but harold's been stepping up and gunner seems to be Stepping into roles as well, so yeah. Hudson's playing. Yeah, four games. <laughs> okay, here, Luke. Uh, can you go ahead and mark this down, please? <laughs> he is saying that he's redshirting. There's no way. We'll see. Redshirt. You saying Starkle's going to be? Yeah. Well, now you're now you're kind of thinking not game one, game two. Have you floated down to? Uh, he should start game one. <laughs> Will he? Is the key. Uh. Uh-oh. I agree with uh, Starkle. And, again, we, we touched on it, but KJ, there's just – it's it, it's exciting to see and hear, especially the quarterback position, how it's it seems to be really competitive, which is good. Um, I will say KJ's redshirting. If KJ doesn't redshirt, then something bad happened. A lot of bad things happen. A lot yeah. of bad things happen. But uh, I would be – Is he – okay, so – this I is would be so strictly... shocked if Hicks doesn't finish the season. I mean, that would. You think I know Hicks is going to finish the season? No, no, no. I mean, I don't. I'm. I don't. So shocked is wrong. I wouldn't be shocked, but it's going to be like what a gut punch to that kid. To Hicks. Yeah. Well, you know what I mean. And we're not here for feelings, you right. know. But right. this I'm is the SEC. But can you imagine, like the blowback? 
not from fans or anything, but I don't know. Do you think what what would be next for Ben Hicks after you football life? Yeah, I mean he's not, he's not a pro quarterback. No, no, no. I don't. I mean, doesn't mean he doesn't want to play. Doesn't mean he didn't come here because he thought he would. Well, he probably did at the time. Yeah, and then and he he knew KJ was here. Obviously, he didn't know what KJ had, but oh, he came before Starkle. Starkle came, so. Right, Starkle showed up, and he's probably like son of a. Hey, just what work. Happened? That's what the camp's all about. Work and get there. But, I agree. Uh, I also don't want it to be a whole lot. Whole lot of like last year, they didn't have anybody. Mm. Um, yeah, we don't. We don't need. What did we end up having? Five quarterbacks. Yeah. So, I think last year, for whatever reason, they wanted to. Morris had no idea what he had. They 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 wanted Cole Kelly for whatever reason. I don't know if it was a the Ulma thing Size. and the aspect of just reading isn't you know intangibles or whatever you mm-hmm. want to call them. But it should have been Ty Story all year. Yeah. That's was the best option. And second best option I think would have been Nolan. Yeah. Kelly Kelly didn't fit the style. No. But you don't want to have that in you know, back and forth, but I also kinda wanna see KJ Jefferson. So we'll see KJ. We'll see him. Yeah and but one and or two games. I don't think we'll see I know him we, four. I know we talked about it a little bit seven, eight shows ago, but the more camp's going now and the more they're talking about KJ, he's redshirting again unless something bad happens. What about next year? Because guess who's still going to have a year of eligibility? Yeah, Starkle. What happens then? Well, that's if he if Nick stays around. What if he lights it up and goes pro? So that'd be good for us Razorback fans. <laughs> so, But let's be honest, he's missed a year. Right. He's not. That's not happening either. I mean, it's just... Let's, it's good for KJ. Another year to said another year? Yeah. Oof. He's only got two years. That's not good for me. I need three solid Heisman. You, you still will continue. technically have three years. He will redshirt this year, earn a year next year, and then he can go up to his redshirt senior year. I guess he could get five years, but yeah. that's not going to happen either. I guess that's why I'm looking at it that way. That won't happen either. I'm spitting facts here, bro. You're saying he's going to go pro. His we'll junior play. year. His junior year. Redshirt junior. We, we just all all, all all over the place right now. We ain't nowhere. We, we feel right good here. after a Zach Clark interview, so we're just going <laughs> to spout some randomness about some quarterbacks. It's not random. This yeah. is facts. Okay. Anyway, we, <laughs> we got to move on. 2020 football oh, schedule. Oh, boy. This, this came out earlier. Did you take a look at it? Have you seen I did. it? I did. Oh. So, uh, we going to throw out wins, losses right now? No, no. We're no? not doing okay. way, 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 way too early predictions. Okay. I mean, Maybe we I should get, you. you know, uh, our final 2019 ones down. Maybe here in a Why? few. Weeks. We got the 2020 right here. Oh, Let's what? Anyway, uh, what's some things that kind of jump out at you? Uh, Marquee type stuff. I think we've got, hopefully by this time next year, I think we've got a real good slate of home games with Bama, LSU, Tennessee's probably going to be Pretty crazy, and uh, Ole Miss, those are all the home games. Right. So, get your tickets now. <laughs> I mean, this is kind of repayment for current, this year's uh, season ticket holders. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, you really don't get to use them for a solid month, though. So. <laughs> uh, we open up against Kent State on September 5th, and then we're on the road for three straight weeks. Yep. And, uh... Then we come back home October 3rd against Carlston Southern. 
But we will be home for, what is that, one, two, three, by week, four, whole month of October we'll be home. Mm-hmm. So. And then we, the Notre Dame game. How's Notre Dame going to be? And it's at Notre Dame. Yeah, that's going to be an interesting one. That's going to be. Just because be, we're getting just because we're getting them early in the year. I mean, do you? Well, man, so so hard to talk about the Razorbacks right now because we just don't know. Yeah, exactly. you know what I mean. As far as like, you would think what four years ago us playing Notre Dame would be a dogfight. You would think. Sure. You don't. No. You think Notre Dame was that much better? Mm. Yeah. I was worried when they announced this one. Really? Yeah. Mm, I disagree. With Bill Moore as the coach? Yeah. I said four or five years ago. <laughs> I didn't say two years ago. Four or five years ago would still have been Bill Moore. We were competitive. That's what I'm saying. Like four or five years ago. Well, coming not... off of the Texas Bowl? Yeah. I don't know. We, we were losing Brandon Allen then. B.A. Oh, B.A. Yeah. I don't know. That's your opinion. Mine is I think it would have been good. Now I have no idea what it's going to be like. I don't know what Notre Dame's really going to be looking like. I'm just, I'm just saying maybe we need to take a trip up to Indiana about September Well, uh, Okay. I'll put in for it right now. Yeah, let's do that. Let's go. Log into my that HR will be, One Stop real that'd quick. Be a fun, that'd be a fun trip right there. That would be a really cool stadium to see too in person. Yeah. But what sticks out to you? Uh, Well, the obvious thing of being on the road for a while. Right out, you know, right out the gates, essentially. So, um, that's that seems pretty tough. Love, what? I mean, I don't, I, I really like the schedule. Um, it's laid out really well. We we constantly catch the East opponent at the wrong time. Tennessee's Every time. gonna Tennessee's gonna be better. I hate saying that too. Yeah. So mainly because of the lack of love. Well, I like love, but there was so much hype with Pruitt because he came from yeah, Alabama, yeah. whatever. Then they just turned into a dumpster fire for the first, what, six weeks of the year last year? And well, that's what, that's what happens when you have fans running the athletic department via Twitter. That's true. That's true. So. But then they ended up, what did they win, three games, four games last year? Five, I thought. Was it five? Didn't they flirt with can, can ability? Can we, get a, can we get a look up there, Luke? Producer. But, they uh they ended up I know they ended up winning more than what I wanted them to because the whole year last year I was rooting so hard against Tennessee like yeah look at Pruitt look at old Alabama you were hoping that the fans were like bet you want Greg Schiano now huh <laughs> right yeah oh that was good they are the only reason that we didn't get ripped on harder last year in the coaching search yeah we appreciate that thank one. you Tennessee for that but Louisiana Monroe I mean. Say what you will, they're just, they're spoilers. We're looking at them next to last game of the year, so. They're, they're spoilers in our our history or our, our fan base, you know. I'm pretty sure that they. Uh, they shaked someone up recently. I think Bama. I think they took out Bama. Like, like say, before, they took, before they took us out. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> yeah, just, we'll, we'll do some homework on that one. Tennessee I think went five and seven last year. You think I'm making that up? Louisiana Monroe? I feel like it was maybe Saban's first year there. Mm. Luke, can we get that look? <laughs> Jeez. Oh, <laughs> no, man. It's just, just a whole bunch of stat checking. Jeez. But they but they are, they are. Uh, yeah, it, I will concede to the fact that they are in our history. Right. Spoilers. They started the, just, they just started it for us. Um, a guy that uh, 
It's actually going to be at the Little Rock Touchdown Club. Kind of started <laughs> it for us uh, by putting no, his, by putting his motorcycle into the ditch. Yeah, that's what so yeah. In case you haven't heard, I mean, should should I do it? Should I do it? Do it. Do it. All right. Twitter dirt. My Twitter dirt for today, it, which is brought to you by Elite Mobile Detail LLC, is the Little Rock Touchdown Club. And their guest speaker, <laughs> or one of them, one Bobby Petrino. He's coming back. I mean, obviously, he's got some time on his hands. He's free, I'm told. Is he not busy? He, he's not busy. Definitely not, not at Louisville. So. Is he not out recruiting somewhere? Mm, nope. Recruiting swim coaches or anything? Oh, there it is. <laughs> Anywho, they're going to have him there. Uh, David Bozell said it was the right time, and he likened it to Houston Nut and all that good stuff. I don't think I don't think those two are the same. Nobody in Arkansas gives a bleep about. Oh, hold up, hold up, hold up! Did you say that? Two thousand seven. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Beat Bama, ULM. Just saying. Thanks, Luke. You're the man. But anyway, nobody in Arkansas gives a bleep about Bobby Petrino. Well, I mean, it, it'll be it'll be a hot ticket. I mean, there's gonna oh, be plenty well, of, of folks, people there. Just there's like, reasons it's happening. Yeah. All the, all I know is, if someone goes down there this year, dresses up, neck brace, hoodie, the whole shebang, you'll get a hundred bucks from me if you go and shake that man's hand, dressed as him, <laughs> coming out of that press conference. That's all I want in life. Right here, okay, we'll okay, clip you know it what? out. Whatever we gotta do. You know what? You know what? I'm doubling down with you. Hundred bucks for me. Two hundred dollars. Two hundred dress up like that. Whoever to dresses go shake up Bobby Petrino's hand as Bobby. Take Petrino. a picture. Yeah, of course. You can get it. Or hit record us up on Twitter. video, video or something. But yeah, hell yeah, make it happen. Yep. Happen. Yep. <laughs> Good lord, I want to see this. I might hold on. I might bump it. No, I'm not gonna bump. No, that's up to you. Though. Who knows? We might we might crowdsource this. We might have a Kickstarter <laughs> to get this going to have Bobby Petrino shake Bobby Petrino's hand. Oh man, that'd be so good. Yeah. What was that? That uh, who was it on Twitter the other day that did that little voiceover? <laughs> oh, Scuba Steve. Scuba Steve, the oh, winner. Was... I mean, right now he's got the best uh, profile picture on Twitter. Old yeah. Scuba Steve, so that was a that was a good one out of him. That was fantastic, touche on that. So what you got? Are we are we done on that? Yeah. Two hundred dollars right here. Clip it out. Highlight. Uh, did you see this uh, guy named Carrington Harrison? Yeah, he, um, he uh, was interviewed. Uh, Phil Elson run that right. It was halftime with Phil and uh, Half- Ty. Yeah, Ty. Yeah. And uh, he came out. I, I I couldn't figure out who he was to be honest with you, but he, I think he's a Missouri media member of some sort, beat writer. I don't know. I couldn't tell, but he come. He was interviewed and said, "In football, Missouri is just better than Arkansas. I don't really concern myself with Arkansas. They're kind of a team I pencil in a W whenever the season comes out. Give me a break. No, you don't. I, I feel is State Farm or whoever it is who who's Who's uh running that thing? Farmers, isn't it? Farmers, yeah. Whoever's running that whole battle line rivalry crap, 
are you paying these people to say stupid stuff from Missouri to try to make this a legitimate rivalry? Well, every year, right? Yeah. Every year before or during football season, somebody from Missouri says something stupid. Yeah, just completely So, yes. Yes, y'all have beaten us, whatever, but you don't pencil in a W for us. You just don't. I mean, you'd be dumb to. We'd be dumb to pencil in W's for Missouri. I mean, we're not too proud to say that that's not a guarantee win on our schedule. But well, they've got a they've got a starter from Clemson that went sixteen oh, and two. I mean, he went sixteen and two. Yeah, they do. They, he he they he is a gamer. I'm not saying he's not a gamer, but I mean, they're not they're not a schmuck. But I'm, also I'm saying keep, they're not. Also, keep in mind, I'm the one that said we're going to win every trophy that we have possible. That's true, but I, I'm not. I'm not saying they are. That's what. That's what I'm saying is I'm not saying that. Right. Like you can't. You can't just. I don't know. I feel like that was. I mean, he retweeted it too and said just keeping it real or whatever. But, and it's it's sponsored by Shelter Insurance. Shelter Insurance. Not Farmer. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. It just. It is my Twitter dirt, but um. I just that was I, that I was close to that. burning me up, and it wasn't anything egregious at all, obviously. But just I didn't like. If you would have said you're not worried about us or whatever, I might have been okay. But I don't know. Seeing it written out and then I listen to it, of course, and a pencil in a W. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> well, I mean, the... we've we've already kind of mentioned uh, Kelly Bryant. Did you see this stuff from uh, Dabo? I did. What you think and of that? This is another thing that was close to burning me up, but I wasn't sure of the source. So Dabo was interviewed and basically was asked. Is Kelly Bryan getting a ring for their national championship? He said, no, you've got to be on the team. I love Kelly. He's a good guy, but he left. He decided to go or something along those lines. So Kelly didn't get a ring. Does Kelly deserve a ring? No, I don't think so. Oh, he thought I was going to go there. I mean, he did start four games that season, but uh, there was a whole lot of games played after that. More like important games as well. So, I have a hard time saying that. Uh, Kelly Bryant did say if he was offered one, he would take one, which, oh, yeah, of course. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> nope, sorry, don't want the national championship ring. I'm, I'm That's good. like when we get that one crazy dude that is going to put a neck brace around his neck and go, I mean, he was offered $200. Of course he's going to take it, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, and I think they try to make it a bigger deal. Of course they did. It's the media. But I, per, I stand on the side of, no, you don't get it. You left. If you stayed the duration of the season, and then left, give him a ring. Right. You went through the practices with him. You went through the grind of the season with him. Get a ring. But you didn't, so. Yeah, keep in mind, while they were going along and he was playing chilling, games, he was. Screwing up the woo pig and stuff. <laughs> yeah, he was wearing his hat weird, and he was inside Donald <laughs> W. Reynolds Razorback Stadium. Right. So. So, no, of course you don't deserve it. And also, see what else Dabo. Dabo been busy this week. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it definitely seemed like what the video I saw, that wasn't the first time the whole, is Kelly going to get a ring? He's just like, I, I don't know what more you want me to say on this. <laughs> hey, Dabo's going to give you honesty every time. I like that guy a lot. Yeah. Did you see what else he said, though? The SEC talk? The SEC talk. I mean, I'm, <laughs> this is a tough one for me because I com- completely agree. He says, You agree uh, with it? Yeah, I mean, essentially, he, you know, the headline was he's not buying into the SEC grind of things and talking about who Alabama played in the conference. And outside of, like I said, maybe Georgia, 
and then LSU. Like Georgia's right there, I think, close. They're there to They're Alabama, there. and then there's a little drop to LSU, and then it just falls off from LSU. I think. So the thing about you saying a little drop with LSU, though, maybe on the scoreboard, but not the physicality. LSU is bringing it every game. So I don't think there's a drop physicality speak physicality with physicality to the Lord. But between Georgia and LSU, those those Georgia, LSU, Alabama, they're all three the same when it comes to physicality. The then I, I would buy it that there's a drop off. So but what I disagree on is there is an SEC grind that's happening for Razorbacks every year. Because we aren't in that upper echelon. So I think the SEC does eat itself up, even including Alabama. They're, Alabama is obviously fantastic, like arguably one of the best college football dynasties ever. But they don't pencil in Ws for every week. So I think they still respect the grind. Whereas Clemson, I think you could make the argument, cupcakes its way through typically at the beginning of every season. I think they might come out with one marquee game, kind of like Bama does, and then then they get some. And then, you know, the ACC, which really, who else you got in the ACC right now? Yeah, I mean, it's a big drop-off there. Yeah. People so, want to hold on to Florida State. It's going to take a little bit done. for Florida State. Forgive so. Florida State. Even Deion Sanders jumped off the bandwagon. So, uh, I get that aspect of things. There was a stat, and I didn't really like it, but it got a lot of traction. It said something like, the last year, SEC had five ten-win teams or something like that, and mm. um, ACC has never had more than three. And it's like, I I don't necessarily you can't just look at those numbers though, right? Yeah. So I don't like how the SEC. I feel like they need to have a non-con game, like required that has to be inside the Power Five. One of your the non-con, ACC? yeah, the SEC. Like, oh, the SEC, yeah. Yeah, I, I get I get a little irritated with the SEC and the fact that everything is FCS or, you know, non-Power 5, you know, freaking, you know, Portland States, sorry. <laughs> like, <laughs> No, I mean, I'm pretty sure every honest Arkansas fan will tell you ours are always normally. I mean, Notre Dame's going to be the toughest one we've had in how long? Uh, probably since. USC? USC, yeah, that's kind of what mean, I was thinking. Yeah, so I mean, then the next hard Razorback fan here, but we we got some pretty cupcake ones. Look, looking looking forward though, schedule wise, not to stay on it too long. I mean, we've got Texas around the bend. We've obviously got Notre Dame, so we will be at Texas. I don't know how we <laughs> like we how will. that's gonna happen, but it's happening. Yeah, it's, it's happening. So, um, yeah, I just I'm with her. I'm with Dabo on that one. SEC grind. So I don't. I mean, I'm, I guess I'm right there in the middle. I get what he's saying, but I, I think that's sort of kind of a broad shot at the SEC, Not maybe not intentionally, but I do believe that there is such a thing as an SEC grind. Mm-hmm. Bama might just Is, is it an SEC be, grind or just a football in general grind? Well, of course you got the football in general grind. That happens yeah. no matter where you're playing. But there is a obviously a difference in caliber of play yeah. when it comes to SEC to everybody else. Not to take any way, anything away from Clemson though, they're obviously they're just a real big fish in a little pond over there in the ACC. Right. Well, we're gonna wrap. I just want to give a shout to Greenland because I saw that they started. They had to basically hold off till August fifth 
uh, for any kind of high school practices or anything like that. And they started their practice at 12.01, right after midnight, August 5th, and they were ready for some football. So I thought that was pretty cool. That's awesome. Uh, I'm the only... Oh, we're done. Yeah, we are done. That's why I said we got a wrap. (laughs) Oh, well, hey, great show, man. Great interview. Thanks, everybody, listening. Don't forget to give us a review on podcast app on, I guess Apple's the only one really offers that, huh? Yes, sir. Thanks, uh, Zach Clark, for your time. Thanks, Elite Mobile Detail LLC. Thank you, Jordan Russell. Thank you, producer Luke Griggs. Until next time, Woo Pig Doing. <laughs>